There's no news to report this week. Nothing. <laughs> nothing nothing really happened. happened. Nothing happened. No, nothing. No. Let's, let's, just, let's just not do the show. <laughs> no. Don't worry, guys. Can we vote for that? I got my constitution. Perfect. Uh, I'm ready. Time out. We're not using those anymore. I don't know if yeah. you heard it. Out the door. <laughs> those aren't really being used anymore. They expired? Our, our boy stopped, Steve Dace don't think so. We stopped using those 150 uh, years ago, bro. Uh, Pastor <laughs> Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you guys on our first Sunday special of the new year. Yes, and this is not the show we it, thought we'd be doing, but okay. No, but that's also why we're going to take you guys this to South Dakota. Oh. Yeah. April 29th through May 1st. Say it the way that we're doing so it. So we have, uh, we now are planning two events this year, okay. It, Last year we did a conference in Nashville, which we're still doing in October 14th through 16th. Uh, this year we added a second event to the calendar because uh, Christians are scattered. The lockdowns are uh-huh. are are uh, separating everybody. It's too uh, long to October. Too long, and so we are going to South Dakota to um, for our first ever fight, laugh, feast rally. Because yes. that's what they do in SD in South Dakota. <laughs> they rally usually with that's their right. motorcycles. Yeah. But, Rapid you know. City. Uh, April 29th through May 1st. We have Steve Dace coming. He's going to be speaking. We have Sheriff what? Wheeler. We, we have Pastor Toby. And we got others. Others. And I can't, I, I, I can't do That's it. That's enough. But the important thing is you guys only have months to register and get out there. Yeah. yeah. So you got to go to fightlaughfeast.com. You'll see the rally event there. Register. Click on it. Register. And, of course, uh, club members, you guys I said $50 off on our midweek fix. Um, we didn't like that. Toby and Knox. Um, we voted. Turned it over. <laughs> we gave my, him a noogie. My job is to make sure we can pay for things. Yeah, that's and, my job. And, and our job so, is to bless you. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> so all club members get $100 off uh, to this conference. Yeah. And the way we do it for club members is they get $100 off for them and a, and their wife or them and a friend. So they actually get $200 off on oh. all this. And, and we so, love you. We love you guys. better. It's just post meal. That's post meal right, right there. there. Yeah, that's right. You guys have to join the club now because actually anybody and, who's and, silver and above still get this Fight, Laugh, Feast Tumblr. And I, I promise all the club members who sign up for silver and above in December, it's coming. It's just I'm waiting for our we, – we actually hired a chief operations officer who's starting Thank you. this coming – I know. Does he know that? Thank he, you. He knows that. He's okay. coming on board. No, he's going to help me with the logistics, the printing, the shipping, and all that stuff. I just – but a huge thanks, help. a huge thanks to everybody that's joined this last year. All oh, our members, man. you're making this possible. We, we right. now have a chief operations officer, which has been yeah. I've been so you guys, I've been like chief operations officer. I've been like our marketing, our accounting, our customer service, our, our dishwasher, e- our dishwasher, More our, our CEO, and then I'm trying to you know produce content with all these guys here. And and so having a guy come on board is is yeah. going to be so huge. Gives us more chance us. to bless you. And so, so, but just so you know, we need a lot more club members this coming year. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but if you, I, I, I'm it's possible, and I can't prove this scientifically, but I'm pretty sure that when I put water inside of this fight laugh feast tumbler it turned to wine <laughs> now i can't prove this <laughs> scientifically Just saying but i'm pretty sure they, I, i'm pretty sure i saw you pour wine into it i know <laughs> shh, shh. just get you one of these hey, is moving don't forget we announced at the conference that's right we have a brand new fight laugh feast scholarship at new st andrews I'm college so excited about that if yep. you have applied why wouldn't you apply as soon as you're accepted, officially accepted, yep. you need to apply if you're a man, according to science and Jesus. <laughs> um, you need to apply. And we're going to do one for women later. Hold your, hold your horses. Yeah. But the first one is for men 
who love Jesus and want to be rowdy for his kingdom. We're getting your husbands ready, ladies. Go to Fight, Laugh, Feast, FLFnetwork.com, click on the Fight, Laugh, Feast scholarship and apply. And what are we giving them? Like uh, it's like almost half. Their, so it's it's about half tuition. Almost half um, their tuition uh, for a, their a first l- year. A little less than half. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, and you need to get these applications in by by when? February. Yeah. February. February what fifteenth? To say February fifteenth uh, uh, um, or March first? February first. Whoa! It's, you guys got to get on it. It's at the end of this month. And just so, so you know, this is a four year scholarship. So it's half tuition for four years. Uh, every year we'll be renewing the scholarship as long as you have good grades. And as long as you keep it up with NSA, yeah, we'll a few caveats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, but there's an essay you got to write telling us, you know, how you're going to be manly with your education at NSA. Yeah, we don't uh, want no pansies getting the scholarship. And, and you, and you got to stay, and you know, you know, be a matriculating student, and you yeah. got to, you know, be awesome and all read, that. Read kind of the stuff. website notes but, all there. I think but, you got to get married too in like your second year, right? <laughs> Something like that. I'm pretty sure. And baptize your baby your four, your by your senior year. Yeah, I'm, that's definitely. In uh, there. We should write that down. Yeah, we should put that. <laughs> get married, that's funny. baptize your babies. <laughs> All right, so January sixth was Epiphany. Uh, actually, uh, um, actually, <laughs> it was it was Epiphany. Yeah, well, we had on a, the twelfth day of Christmas. A, we had a, real, a few Epiphanies yeah. that happened. There were twelve drummers drumming, but apparently there was a prayer. Oh, that happened before that. I know it was like on January fourth or something. Yeah, this uh, is the opening yep. prayer for the hundred seventeenth yep. Congress. Oh my goodness! Now may the God who created the world and everything in it bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. Sounds scriptural. Peace in our families, mm. peace across this land. And dare I ask, O oh Lord, peace even in this chamber. Glory. Now and Amen. evermore. Hold That's it. right. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God. Amen. Brahma. No! And God known by many names, by many what? different faiths. Amen. And a woman. <laughs> and then, and then, look what happened. Well, whoa! But here's the thing. So, Mr. Tumnus showed up. <laughs> that is not Mr. Tumnus. Well, that is not. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Hold on. You, you, you ran kind of fast. I know. I, I, just, I wanted to go from. This what Gabe always runs. Yeah, yeah. he, he should have known yeah. that. That's on you. <laughs> I know. Okay, so hold it. Hold, hold, hold up. So everybody went berserk about a woman. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, and rightfully so. It was just ridiculous. Ignoramus. Silly. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. If you say a woman, you're a moron or whatever. You know, all yeah. all the memes. The they memes were classic. Went, and it was, you know, it was a heyday yeah. and it was glorious. And and, and you should have known better and all the you rest get a, of it. You get a menu at a rep- restaurant and a woman you yeah. at a restaurant, yeah. you know. All the menu, things. You know? All the things. So good. Yeah. Yeah. All good the stuff. things. Okay. So great. Yeah. Good, good, good. But. Did anybody notice? I mean, it was very rarely pointed out. Very rarely. He he invoked Brahma. Yep. Okay. Yep. He, he invoked Muhammad, some, some Indian deity, uh-huh. um, uh, known by many names, and somehow also monotheistic. Like you, this is like the, the Mahabharata is not monotheistic. This is, no, this is not. He should be fired no. for his grammatical errors alone. Like he just <laughs> yeah, should be excommunicated yeah. just for just the grammar. Yeah. <laughs> They're bringing That's you real. up on church charges. Um, but the, uh, but here's the thing: he called on Brahma. Yeah. He did some kind of crazy, um, you know, gender blending nonsense. Yeah. And then, not not a week later, less than a week later, three days later, four days later, this is what we have. <laughs> 
you got that guy. Yeah. Who calls him, the, what, the shaman? And the shaman. He, he calls shaman. himself a shaman. He's, he's yeah. a big Trump fan, apparently. He was in Arizona doing some sort of dance to get the spirits out uh. yeah, he was, for he the was, voting stuff. He was protesting against BLM. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't like calling him Mr. Tumnus. Bull man. <laughs> I, I mean, like, because Mr. Tumnus, I mean, he was a good guy. He was. Yes, he was he a good was. guy. He was a little compromised, but, but yeah. then he got better and he yeah. became good. But bold man. This guy has time. <laughs> he's, he's, he uh, can still help Lucy, Peter, and Edmund eventually. Thank you, repent. But here's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm going to put you on the spot. But you, you read that book yet by C.S. Lewis? Which book? I got 17. I, got, I haven't even read your oh, book that you wrote Oh, my goodness. Yet. That hideous that strength. hideous strength. <laughs> we just come off Christmas vacation. If people get I seven think tumblers. I think it's free on Audible right now. I think that hideous strength's free on I'll Audible. I'll finish reading. There's a, the, the, the book is prophetic. Yeah. It's prophetic. Lewis was a wise man. He nailed he it. He saw what was going on. But here's the thing that he noted. And it, I mean, you know about the last battle. Hmm? You read the last battle? I, I seen uh, Battle of uh, L.A. <laughs> I seen that. Oh battle. my goodness! Where the aliens came in. Are we and even? Pow, pow, pow. Do, we, do we even know each other? <laughs> we are we in fellowship? You what? better be my elder. <laughs> <laughs> You're my pastor. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm working on it. Y'all pray for Chocolate Knox. Yeah. Last battle. Go, Toby. Both of these books. Last battle is sort of the, the lower tier of it. It's the children's version of it. Okay. That, it is strength is, is the adult <laughs> version of it, the mature version of it. But the point is, is that Lewis says you've got to be careful who you call on. Mm. You've got to be careful who you invoke. Yeah. Because what can start out as a joke, as a lie, as a deception, it turns out there really are demonic powers in the world, mm. and you can mm. unleash them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you call on Tash, you can get Tash. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you call on the demons, the demons can show up. And and guys, this last week, you know, I'm I'm not all charismatic and everything. I am a little. I'm a little. Yeah, I know you are, but <laughs> which is why you need to read more Lewis. But um, <laughs> right. but but look what shows up. And you know what? We Look what shows up yeah. in the chambers. And, 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 and I think we should. Making, making that connection between that prayer. We should not yeah. miss that connection. Right. They called on Brahma. Yeah. And what did they get in those chambers? Yep. Chaos. They got chaos. They yeah. got the chaos of polytheism. They got the right. chaos right. of pantheism. Well, security cleared out some demons. And we got more demons that came in afterwards. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven more demons. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> I see what you did there. Because yeah. yeah. the truth is, is that we've been praying like that in our chambers for a long time. It's true. Yeah. And and what happened, it seems, is that God has taken away his grace and yeah. yeah, his and, protection, his protection. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. the way that he's given us what we want, we have gone insane. Like when Romans call, one talks about when you call on other gods, yep. you get chaos. That's right. right. You, you don't get justice. You don't get order. And it's you been get building up. Chaos. This way. Oh, right. it has been. Yeah. It has been. And so the Electoral College is on was on. Uh, Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. My yeah, dates Wednesday. are all off. Wednesday. July 6th. Well, January 6th. It was the joint session, the joint House sessions. and Senate, with they Pence presiding, and, yep. and they are just counting the votes to and, certify the election. That's right. And while this is going on, Trump apparently was part of this big rally. rally. Well, he's been advertising we, we, we for We call weeks. it a rally. It's it's not like going to be like a Fight Lab Feast South Dakota <laughs> rally. Let me let me just tell you that <laughs> no, right no, now. No, no, no. No, no. It ain't so, going to be like that. So, Tom, so Trump, so Trump, Mr. Thomas, <laughs> Trump, <laughs> okay. Trump and Trump, um, uh, he President shows Thomas. up. He speaks for like an hour, hour and fifteen minutes yeah, at this rally. Like yeah, and if you guys see Ta- some of the taunting Pence, which was, by the way, I had never 
in all my days, I had not seen a president taunt the vice president like that on yep. a public stage. Yeah, yep. for something he can't do. Right. I know. I know. Right. Read. That constitution. That thing we don't use no more. Yeah. Oh, oh we don't. Use, <laughs> that, that, oh. Obviously, the president. <laughs> he don't even know. The president yeah. wasn't using that when no, he was talking no, on that stage so for hours. At the rally, he says, "We're gonna go and march to the Capitol." Right. And he says, "I'll be there with you." Yep. And we're gonna go and march to the Capitol. Encourage them to do the right thing. Yeah, encourage those weak, cowardly Republicans to stand up and do the right thing. And so here's what happens when they get to the uh, Capitol Hill. Chaos and lawlessness striking at the heart of American democracy. Breaking out after the President of the United States urged an angry mob of his own supporters to confront members of Congress and even his own vice president who were preparing to certify the election. They stormed the Capitol, clashing with police breaking windows, scaling the scaffolding, fights breaking out in restricted areas of the building, officers outnumbered. In the House chamber, lawmakers dove for cover beneath their desks. Agents with guns drawn, their fingers on the trigger, guarding the barricaded door. We're being instructed uh, to each of us get uh, gas masks that are under our seats. The demonstrators, some in tactical gear, were urged to go to the Capitol by the president himself. We're going to walk down to the Capitol because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. It was a really, I mean... We have had friends that were down there, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and so and we're hearing. I mean, if you, you 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 know you've been alive, you've been hearing all kinds of conflicting reports about right. what exactly yeah. was happening. Yeah, we saw right. videos of um of these uh, violent protesters shoving down police officers yeah, and barriers, yeah, and shoving yep. down barriers. I saw other videos with police officers waving people, in. ushering yeah. them in, like yeah. this opening way. up the Capitol doors it's for like, them to come in. E- even the one yeah. video. Even the one video where they, they, it says that the police were being overrun, notice yeah. how the people are walking through the. the yeah. There's like these little on the ropes, the velvet, velvet ropes, yeah. and they're like walking. Yeah. So there's like aspects of it where it seems like it wasn't all crazy violent. Yeah, yeah it seems like there was one side that and, it wasn't, and then there's other sides where they were really um, out of place. Well, I think it's 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 helpful to show this. Let me just. Show He gets tackled. So you have people yelling, boo Antifa, boo Antifa, and then then, one guy's banging and trying to break the glass up there, and another guy in a MAGA hat comes and tackles him. The real hero. Right. Right. And when I told my my son, I was talking to him about what happened, uh, my my nine-year-old son, I said, said, if you were there in a situation like that, you either need to get out of Dodge now. Something like that's breaking out. Even if you were there for a good reason, even if you showed up for a good reason, you leave yeah. and get out, or you go stand with the cops. Right. Right. You go stand with the cops. You go defend law and order and justice. You do not join the mob. Right. Yeah. Um, this, this, this goes back to, remember with the whole thing with George Floyd, we had Nate on the show, and he's like, you know, I have, we have to make the decision at some point, like, we see something that's not right, that's mm-hmm. not just. Like, for instance, with, with, with kind of Floyd, the whole knee on the neck, what, what point do you jump in and say, right. okay. Right. You, knowing that, you, knowing that your you're life. going to lose your life. But I would rather have a son who knows his father wasn't a coward right. 
than having a son saying, well, my dad never you know, right, right. Um, uh, invested anything in sort of pursuing justice you know, and, or righteousness. Yeah. And so it's kind of the same situation. Oh, and and I'm, I'm glad for that one guy. Yes. But there was way – I mean, if there were bad guys in the crowd, whether they were Trump, report, Trump supporters who were bad thugs right. or Antifa. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. There were way more good guys in that crowd. And where were they? Yeah. Not doing anything. They should have stopped it. Yep. Yeah. They, sh- they should have created a barricade. They should have stopped it. They should have stood with the, the police. Right. But again, I mean, even the situation with the, the woman that got killed – yeah, uh, the vet, the fourteen-year-old, fourteen-year vet. The, yeah. the, the woman who got shot. Um, it's pretty weird if you watch the video. I mean, there's this kind of chaotic scene in a hallway, and then right behind her is a cop. Right. That's right. Oh yeah, a few of them actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, with, with guns, SWAT gear. I mean, these these protesters don't have guns. Yeah, they're, or most of them. No. Uh, there's there's a couple, a few, very few okay, that. Were but caught, they're not but, yeah. waving them or anything. No, they're not no. going around with guns. Yeah. But you got cops right behind her, standing with them in the hallway, and then she gets shot. You know what is going on? Yeah, federal guard. Yeah, um, part of you know we're going we're, we're gonna talk about this on Thursday. We need to flesh yeah. this out a lot yeah. more of what's going on, and then hopefully bring some some ammo for Christians so that we can be able to actually work through this better than what we're seeing from either yeah. the liberal form of media or right. the conservative form of media. I don't yeah. like what I'm seeing on either side of this because what I think is happening right now is when it comes time to actually repent or 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 in one sense um, rebuke your side. Because of the way that the liberals are using this momentum to be able to manipulate and get people, anybody who supported or engaged or is pro-Trump in any way, they're using it to clean house and get them out of the the, the representatives. Ted Cruz got to And the conservatives are walking right into the trap. And the conservatives are seeing it and they're like – Walking right into the trap. And and there's – in two ways. They're saying, you're right, you're right. I need to go ahead and and resign or do something like that. That's one way. That's one way. Or they're saying, yeah, it was bad. But it wasn't that bad. Right. Because what they don't want to yeah, do. We didn't burn down the building. Right. We, exactly. We didn't actually shoot anybody. Exactly. We wasn't like Black Lives Matter in that situation. Yeah. But what happens is, is that you're, you're not repenting all the way. Right. You're not killing this thing all the way. That's and so, because right. all you're trying to do is say, we see what they're doing. And in order to be able to battle that, we can't actually repent all the way through this because right. we'll give them momentum. Yeah, this is like, this is like, you know, the, the, whatever, the playground bully or whatever, where someone just kind of keeps punching and keeps punching and keeps punching. And finally, you know, the, so, ah, it blows up. Yeah. Right. And yeah. they'd be like, well, he did, he did punch him a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Well, right. But, but if you blow up, if you give in to rage, yeah. Yeah. you've just joined the other team. Yeah. yeah. You've just joined the other side. That's right. Um, Christians need to learn how to repudiate the, the complete um, chaos right. of That's a mob right. and vigilante justice. R- completely repudiate it, hate it right. all the way down to the ground and not cower. Right. Not run away in cowardice and fear. That's but right. stand on righteousness. Stand on the truth. And we need to unpack this way more. Third segment. Yeah. And so right now, don't go away. We're going to come back with Jerry Boyer, yeah. the maker and the takers. You don't want to miss versus, this. Versus, versus the, the makers, takers. Versus the takers. Thank yeah. you so much. I was like, yeah. where's the book at? Yeah. More cross politics coming back. You don't want to miss this segment. This is going to be phenomenal. It's going to bless you. When a medical need arises, hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation care for one another by sharing financially for those medical needs. Samaritan members pray and reflect God's love and care by providing for one another. While times continue to change, God's love doesn't. He cares for us as we are called to care for one another. I was, I was going to let it 
to go. Okay, thank you. Hey, practice that, that more. Get that yellow book off. Yep. There we go. We don't want people to see that yet. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. This segment is brought to you by Cross Politic Coffee. Oh, I was going to say the tumblers. And the tumblers? Yeah, that you can get if you're a Fight, Laugh, Feast Club member. Nice. With Silver. Us, Silver. On Silver. the line Silver. right yeah. now, we got Mr. Jerry Boyer. Boyer. He's a financial <laughs> economist, public speaker for business conferences, <laughs> frequent writer for Forbes, Fox, CNBC, National Review, Wall Street Journal, frequent radio and television guest, even mm. appearing on such shows as Cross Politic. He is the author mm. of Fire. The Bush Boom, The Free Market Capitalist Survival Guide, and most recently, the book I'm holding in my hand, The Maker. Versus the Takers. He's from Pennsylvania with his wife and three or maybe four of his seven kids. Jerry, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. He yeah. <laughs> okay, you're going to be just. He's fine listened here. to the show before. Hey, Jerry, I got to ask yeah. a question. Are your are your kids baptized? Did you baptize them as babies? Just wondering. That they were. I didn't baptize them as babies. But they were baptized as babies. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's All why right. you're getting along right. so well. I baptized my niece. I'm a deacon, so. Okay. And baptized, so I did baptize my niece. Okay. That seemed so. okay. But it seemed like if I were baptizing my kids, it would be like, well, what am I? Am I, you know, is, is this like a patriarchal priest thing, or do we have a separation between those yeah. roles? That's, I, hey, I that's, just that's, that's good. That's good. I wanted to be a good reformed person and say that's a different thing. That's hey, a different so we, we agree. Separation we agree. of powers, jurisdictions, all that. I think Jerry, kind of an important follow-up question here in all this. Um, how many um, uh, votes were counted in Allegheny? Was there some voter fraud in Allegheny? Well, there's always some voter fraud. Um, <laughs> but the question is, is there enough voter fraud to overturn the election? <laughs> I've, squeezed, I've squeezed the math pretty hard here. Um, I, I, by the way, for the record, I believe that in Pennsylvania, the law was violated in yeah. that the governor extended a deadline without legislative contravention approval. of the legislature yeah. yep. and the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is a highly politicized Supreme Court and they upheld that. Um, and I think that if, if, you know, someone was standing, I don't think Texas had standing, uh, but I think if someone was standing, took that to the Supreme Court, we'd win. But my analysis of the math is it wouldn't reverse the results. Gotcha. So maker versus the takers. Thank you for writing this book. It was really helpful. I want to know why does Jesus never confront anyone about wealth in Galilee? Well, but my thesis is that the reason for that is because we know from the archeological um, remains. And we also know from, contemporary historical sources that Galilee was a very different economy from Judea, uh, that Galilee was more entrepreneurial, less state-centered, lower tax, more dynamic. I remember reading one particular archaeological report where one of the archaeologists said, you know, pretty much every time we dig up a village in Galilee, we find three or four shops. Hmm. So it was like a shopkeeper society, mm -hmm. um, whereas Judea was a cronious society. Whether you want to talk about, we have modern labels, crony capitalism in the West, nomenclatura, um, deep state, mm -hmm. um, which is a term associated historically with Turkey that's kind of been picked up in the American context. Mm. Ruling class, establishment, there are different names, but there tend to be these groups clustered around political power that are both public and private, in which the private wealth is dependent on association with political power more. Mm. Um, and I think that Jesus is only denouncing or confronting wealthy people in the Judean context because he disapproves 
of extraction of wealth using manipulation, yeah. but he doesn't disapprove of the creation of wealth like he grew, the thing he grew up with in Galilee. So you're saying Jesus was a proto-socialist? <laughs> well, if I'm saying anything that contemporary, I'm saying more like the opposite. Right. Um, you know, you do have to build a hermeneutical bridge. So I don't want to be too quick to like just grab it and bring it into our own sure, time. Sure. But what I what I would say is that somebody who wants to give us a a big state Jesus has to overcome a lot of objections because the actual historical Jesus was only confronting wealthy people who were associated with the state. Hmm. He has no confrontations with any wealthy individuals who were not closely associated with the state. Yeah. Now, if you want to say, well, Jesus was right then, but now it's different. You know, now the state can be used for good. I want to say, okay, just tell me what it is about human nature that's changed yeah. between second, uh, second Temple Judaism and now. And I'm open to your idea that this time the state can be our friend. But you're, you're swimming against the tide when it comes to Jesus' rhetoric when you're shaming market wealth and excusing political power and, for that matter, religious power. One of the things you're doing in your book, Jerry, is bringing out all kinds of historical and geographical and economic details yeah. from the text that really is really rarely done. Yeah, Bible I'm, dictionaries, encyclopedias, I've read them. I, I mean, this thing is why, packed. Why isn't more of this kind of work being done on the text? I suppose I would suggest a couple of reasons. One, because it's really hard work. Writing this book was a major pain in the neck. Um, and, I mean, it was joyful, but it was also just a lot of just hours. Tedious. Um, the thing that drove me is I really wanted to know what Jesus thought. Yeah. I, when, I, when I did this, I did several years of research on this book. In some ways, I've done 30 years of research. Um, I didn't plan a book. I didn't want a book. Um, I was talked into the book later. Uh, by the, a publisher. Um, I'm glad I did it, uh, but but I really wanted to know, so you put in the work. I think that's one thing. I think another thing is I've noticed something among, among many pastors and Christian thought leaders, which is there's this phrase, that'll preach. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard it in the green room in Christian TV, like you, you, see, like you do an idea and someone says, oh, that'll preach. Yeah. And I think we <laughs> stop at that'll preach and then we preach it. Whereas what you really have to ask is not will it preach, but is it true? Preach, preach up. <laughs> <laughs> and and me, I think in many cases we bring forth sermons. Our sermons are premature, prematurely birthed. Uh, as soon as there's something that'll work Sunday morning, we're done. Yeah. The oh. fact is that I'm not a week to week clergyman. Right, I'm like yeah. I drop in once a quarter to guest preach. I'm a you know, so I can wait until I've got until I have a conclusion. Right. But the pressure is on so, – and, and let, let's, I'm not going to go after pastors as much. Christian thought leaders, there has to be a new book every year. Yeah. You know, there has to be a, okay, Benedict option. Okay, what's the next one? They just have to keep it rolling, and I think that you just can't reconcile that with a lot of time spent with the original sources and Bible dictionaries and reading Josephus and Philo and Tacitus. Yeah. So, Jerry, I'm, uh, there, um, I can kind of play in the devil's advocate a little bit here. You know, um, so what? So what? Jesus focused some of his rebukes on Jerusalem. Most of his economic rebukes on Jerusalem uh, didn't, didn't all really, of them all of them on Jerusalem and and not on Galilee. You know, you know. So what? Why does what does that have to do with with me and my Bible and our economic situation here in America? It has an enormous amount to do with you because um, the experience that I've had, 
I move in the world of Christian entrepreneurs, and most of them feel like they are guilty until proven innocent mm. in religious culture of being marketplace people. Mm. Um, and I think that what the message is coming out of the Gospels is um, that anybody can be greedy and anyone can be a money idolater, but that danger is probably greater among people who are politically connected and part of the ruling class and the hierarchy yeah. than it is the marketplace person. So I, instead, of say, instead of, hey, I'm a pastor or more now, I'm a politician. Uh, you didn't build that. Give it to me. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, uh, uh, and instead of saying, well, that person probably isn't greedy because they're talking about redistributing, I think the default coming out of Jesus is those are the people who have to prove they're not greedy. The people who got their wealth and power through political manipulation. Oh. So I'm saying that priests and senators, you know, they can be saved too. <laughs> um, you know, um, but, but it's hard, but it's 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 harder uh, for uh, them to get into the kingdom of heaven than it is for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. All but right, even so they can be saved. So you, you as just, opposed to, I think, what most entrepreneurs in the pew or most citizens get is, well, you can be saved even though you're a marketplace person. Yeah. Right, right. That's right. So you just connected the dots for me. I think you wrote this book for our friend David Bonson, who's feeling pretty guilty. Is that, is that? <laughs> I don't Did know he commission so you to guilty. write this book? Did he pay for you to write this book? If, this, if you follow David Bonson, him and guilt aren't running together no. <laughs> at all as friends. Um, so, so, Jerry, I want to, you know, it's funny because I was reading the book and I was thinking to myself, I kind of got mad at you, to be honest, because I'm looking and reading the book. I'm like, this book is about a few years too late. When we were going through the uh, Obama, when he was coming into his uh, his height and running for presidency, we could have really used this book then because I've, I watch Christians get beat over the back with what Jesus said. And it's funny because they will preach exegetical sermons, but they won't go and talk through the economics of, you know, the Gospels like you did in this book. Um, yeah. And and so I, so I just want to say I was upset at you reading this book. Man, you're too late <laughs> on this. I know you had to work hard on it, but you could have had this a little earlier. Um could you something that's really on? I, I want to go through a few of your chapters. One of the things you're doing here is you kind of mess with my head as you talk about. Uh, here's one of the chapters: economic philosophy of the Virgin Mary. Can you walk through that? Because people don't talk like that. I don't think I've ever heard that term before. The economic, economic philosophy, philosophy of, of the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I mean, are you are you Catholic? What's up? Yeah, that's interesting because that does go on. But also, I get pushback from Catholics too. Yeah, yeah um, I bet. You know, because I'm just I'm treating her as, as a historical figure. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm treating her as a real live human person. Um, and the problem is we have all these ongoing grudge matches uh, yeah. that there are aspects of medieval medieval Catholicism that more or less turn her into a goddess. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there's a Protestant reaction, which is don't talk about her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. We don't know what to do with her. Yeah, we don't know what to do with her. Um, so my the original pushback I got was from from some cat Catholic uh, friends, you know, that this is historicism. Well, what, is she a real person, or I mean, was she a hologram? Is she a ghost? Yeah. Um, she's a real person, and she had real opinions. Um, uh, the Eusebius said she grew up in Sepphoris, which would have meant she would have been around a lot of financial activity and around like some high culture. 
So she was intelligent. It appears to me she's intelligent. She wrote a great poem in the Magnificat, and she clearly had political and economic opinions. But it's interesting. I mean, you had a shock reaction to that. Hugh Hewitt, who's Catholic, said when he read that, he felt like it was an electric shock going through him. Because he grew up in a Catholic, well, he's Catholic. school. Well, he's Catholic, right. So he grew up in the world of Marian devotion. Yeah. Right? So she can't be p- political mm. and economic because she's religious and religion's above all that. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I just got pushed back. You know, Doug Wilson did a, uh, did a blog about this, and someone down below, you know, a scholar, unnamed scholar, pushed back on the Mary stuff. He said, well, she's just quoting Hannah. Um, well, why is she, why is she quoting Hannah? Yeah. Right. She's quoting Hannah because she thought that Hannah was relevant to that moment. Yeah. And Hannah was talking about the, that this was a time of great corruption, Hannah's time of great corruption in Israel centering in the temple right. and in the ruling class. So Mary could have, she could have channeled Miriam's, um, great song, which was about the enemies of Israel. But instead Mary taps into the yeah. enemies within Israel, mm-hmm. the ruling class as enemies of Yahweh and of his people. Yeah. So put a, little, put a little more meat on that. What was, what was Mary's um, idea of economics? Her idea of economics was that the ruling class of her time needed to be deposed. That those who were full, those who were proud in their hearts and who were economically full needed to be deposed um, from, the, from their thronos, from their thronoi, from okay, that's a thronu maybe um, genitive. I was going to correct uh, you. Thronon, sorry, I'm doing, I'm winging it. Um, they had to be deposed from their thronon. So she she is saying there needed to be a social change, um, and it's interesting. She says this in the presence of Elizabeth in Judea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mary taught. Mary goes from from um, Nazareth yep. down to mm-hmm. Judea, and then she meets with her sister. Um, she meets with Elizabeth. Um, with a relative, uh, it'd be broader on that. She meets with a relative who is, a, in some sense, a member of the Judean ruling class because her husband was part of the the ceremony of uh, offering incense. Right. And she's received by Elizabeth, which is a social reversal. She's saying, "It's um, it's um." Elizabeth is saying, "You came to me. Mm-hmm. The mother of my Lord should come to me." So there's an economic and political and status reversal here, and in response to that. Mary sings a song about economic and political and social status reversal. Mm. I'm sorry, that's not a coincidence. So uh, distinguish all of that, though, from – so we have the social justice world. Yeah. So mm-hmm. distinguish what you're talking about from sort of intersectionality. I'm a minority, so you have to receive me. We need to reverse we – you know, we need to empower the powerless. I mean because a lot of that kind of language is frequently used. Somebody will appeal to the Magnificat and then say, see, that's why I, you know, I believe in social justice. What are you talking about? Are you defending social justice there? Well, well no, um, but I, I, I write, ran into this very early on. By talking about a Jesus with a social justice message, I get there's a kind of a right wing reactionary response to that. Right. Like so like they own social justice. No, they stole social justice. Okay. Social justice comes from mid eight nineteenth century conservative Catholicism. Social justice doctrine was formulated in, in resistance to socialism. Okay. Um, and then later on gets tied up with the abortion issue that individual justice is I won't go out and get a, an abortion. Social justice is we will not legally permit abortions. 
So there's an individual and there's a social um, development to justice. But like what happens so often, this becomes a shibboleth and the left steals something of ours. And we don't know enough to know that it was ours to begin with. Um, so then we like get mad at anybody who says it and I'm not willing to surrender any more ground. I want to take background. They have to tell me why they can use the phrase social justice, given that they do not have an objective concept of justice, given that they have an atomistic social philosophy and how in the world they can bring this to a Bible, um, you know, which is entirely, they're they're like stealing from the Bible. You know, what Augustine says is we're going to steal from the Egyptians. The Egyptians are stealing back from us, and we're saying, okay, Egyptians, have it. We won't do that anymore. We won't talk <laughs> about social justice anymore. That's yeah. yours. So, I'm, I'm, I think that's the wrong response. So zero in. I appreciate all that. Zero in, though, particularly on um, the economics of Mary and this, the, this role reversal stuff that you're talking about. How is that not sort of, uh, to use your, you know, how is that not a... Um, Throwing your privilege out the door. And, and, and a, an, <laughs> abuse, an abuse of the social justice concepts. The idea that just because you have less, you deserve more. The, the idea I see. I, I, I get what you're driving at. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of set off on a rant. No, that's that's a, we like rampages. It was we a like good one. Page. It was right. a good one. Um, all right. So here's the difference. The biblical concept of social justice is objective. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes... The, sometimes those people on top will, in, in fact, belong there. Yeah. You can have good rulers. Um, so sometimes the, you know, sometimes the corruption is mainly at the top, and therefore you need a reversal. And sometimes the corruption is mainly at the bottom. You know, I mean, Moses did a lot of cracking down mm-hmm. on the grassroots. Um, so I think what's happened is we've been brought into a Marxian view. Um, in some ways, by yep. associating a class with righteousness. But when you read, mm. you know, when you read the uh, commentary and a lot of the reformed catechisms, you know, on what does honor your father and mother look like, it means that authority is that proper authority should be properly obeyed. But the catechism makes a point to say that essentially there are two violations. One is oppression by those in authority, and the other is a rebellion by those not in authority. So the biblical and historic reformed view is that good and bad are not associated with a certain class. But there are moments in history, in, at Mary's moment in history, the corruption was centered at the top. Yeah, that's right? helpful. That's uh, right. helpful. So I wrote a book a few years ago about Barack Obama, and I, and I talked about this, and I said, I think right now the corruption is centered at the top. Right. right? But I, in my opinion, we're very much in danger of in reaction to that, creating a situation where the grassroots are also mm-hmm. unjust or wicked in many ways. Yeah. Um, and that if we just think that populism is always good, we're going to fall into the structural concept of Marxism. Yeah. That you're right when you're right and you're wrong when you're wrong, whatever class you're in. Right. But yeah. in Second Temple Judaism, down here was generally more righteous than up here, so you need a so you needed a social reversal. That's right. helpful. That's yeah, really that, helpful. That's really good, and that'd be true. I guess kind of a reverse example would be what you mentioned earlier, where Moses, yeah, um, kind of up top, tended to be more righteous, and down below was the ones complaining and, and the rabble. The, yeah, right. Can, can we talk another about- example? Would be David, right? You don't. I mean, David was a, a generally a righteous king, yeah. and he had to put down uprisings. Yeah. So in that case, the evil was coming from a little bit more below, from his own son from or son, from other. Yeah. 
yeah. forces. So the good is the good is never like low. It's it can Satan's tricky. He moves around. Yeah. Sometimes he yeah. hides in the ruling class. Sometimes he hides. You know, down below. Can, I want to talk about two more economies before we because okay. we're getting cu- close to the end. I want to talk about the economy of Judas. Can you talk about that a little bit? The economy you, of Judas. Yeah, the Judas economy. Okay. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is that um, there's a, a pretty high probability that all of Jesus's followers were Galileans, with the probable exception of Judas. Um, Mm. How do I know that? Well, we see the early recruitment in Galilee. Mm -hmm. In addition, after Judas is dropped from the group, the angels address men of Galilee, you know, after Jesus's ascension. So it's a Galilean movement. The the issue with Judas is that Judas Iscariot, Ish is Hebrew for man, Cariot is the name of a Judean town. Um, and his father is Simon Ish Cariot. So, you know, this is not like we know it 100%, but the linguistic indication is that this is the only Judean um, uh, disciple, and he's the one who betrays Jesus. And I think, I'm looking at this from a literary point of view, look at Judas's role. He centralized the poor, the uh, the poor pot, right? The uh, poor purse, right? In the name of giving it to the poor. He ideologically promoted the idea of giving to the poor, but he was stealing from the pot. And that is a perfect microcosm of what had happened to the temple. If you read the Torah, the poor tithe stayed in the local community. Every third year, there's a poor tithe to the local community, and it's administered by the elders of the gates. But there had been a legal revolution, you know, like all these pharisaical workarounds. The lawyers figured out a way, and so the tithe— They always do. The tithe gets collected in the temple and becomes a tax enforced by force rather than a voluntary giving. And what are they doing? They're stealing from it. They're wetting their beak. So I think um, Judas, I I don't think it's a mistake that we're given these details. Judas is like in one man a, a recapitulation. Uh, a microcosm of the economic system centered on the temple. Yeah, it, it's stuff like that. This is why you That's need to crazy. get this book. That's yeah. really helpful. Um, but yeah. you know, adds so much to the cleansing of the temple. I and mean, yeah. you, know, you touch on this in the book. But you know, Jesus going in there and saying, "You've made this a den of thieves." With that historical background, where they're um, they're sucking the poor dry, right. um, particularly uh, somewhere in there, you note that he's turning over the tables where they're selling doves. Um, which, which is, is the poor man's sacrifice, particularly yeah. sacrifice yes. for the poorest people right. in the nation. Right. Um, there's so much there. Um, do we have time for Did one I, more? I ask, Joe, have, you got time for one more? Yeah, it's a, it's a regressive tax that the, the crooked money changer system, government monopoly, fixed prices. It was it's a tax. With, which is unjust, right? But it's also a regressive tax, which is unjust. So if someone wants to tell me there's nothing economic going on here, then I want you to tell me why, in all of the gospel accounts, the dove merchants are singled out. Yeah. The mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. important distinction between dove merchants and other animal merchants is the economic status of the people who use them. Wow. Let's yeah. do. The, let's do one more. Okay. All right. Um, so, what do you mean by the economics of the crucifixion? Isn't that a bit crass? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, um, <laughs> I'm not good at determining what's crass. I'm, I'm, I'm working on what's true. Yes. Um, and then crass or not, 
you know, yeah, that, that's in God's providence. Um, I can tell, I can definitely tell you that I get a pushback when I talk about this, that it feels impious to people. Right. Um, I, even a good friend of mine, I started to tell him about this and he said, well, Jesus was killed because he's the lamb of God, you know, um, uh, slain from the foundation of, of the world. And I said, Oh, so a spear didn't kill him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spear killed him. But I see, but, but, but wasn't he killed because he's the lamb of divine purpose and human agency are not in conflict with one another. That's right. right. Amen. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's clearly an economic thing going on. Now you, my case only holds if you hold to the traditional date of the crucifixion. So if you believe in a 31 AD crucifixion, this won't work. I hold to the traditional date, which is 33. They were in the midst of an, of a empire wide financial collapse, very much like we saw in 2008. Um, and that deprived Pilate of his political cover because the equestrian order that he was part of was associated with the financial elites. He had been appointed um, uh, by Sejanus. Um, that, was, that was his sponsor, who was also associated with the banking and financial elites. So they were out of favor. No one wanted to hear from anyone who worked for Goldman Sachs in 2008. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is like, it's like 2008, and all of Pilate's buddies work for Goldman Sachs or, um, or Bank of America, whatever. So we have a really unusual situation. Pilate, who in his entire time in Judea, had always been a hard case, always ready to send soldiers in and kill the mob, gave in to the mob. Right. And I'm suggesting he gave in to the mob because of the economic circumstances um, that created general anxiety. Um, he, I mean, Herod, I mean, he always, sorry, Pilate, he always wanted an excuse to kill Jews. But in this case, he only kills one um, to assuage another and releases a violent revolutionary right. anti-Roman agitator. Right. Something weird's going on. Yeah. And we don't have any argument that, well, the Holy Spirit came and hardened his heart like Pharaoh. Yeah. We don't have any argument about divine intervention. I think this is being done through proximate economic circumstances. Wow. Wow. The, the other one that I'll just, I'll just leave you with. So you got to go get the book. Yeah, you do. Uh, but but the, when he walks through the parable of Lazarus and the rich man, it's going to blow your mind because there's way more going on than you ever thought. Yeah. It's, it's really that good. Go out and get it. The Maker versus The Takers. Jerry Boyer, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. A pleasure. Thanks for having me. More cross politics coming up next. I gotta, I gotta process all that. I just, uh, yeah. we just had no, nerd moment no. here. I got, I got a question. I'm asking when we get out. Greek yeah. and yeah. Hebrew. I know. And economics yes. and history, all in the same segment. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. I want me some more Jerry. We could have done another gonna, 40 minutes with yeah. Bauer. Yep. Bang. Boyer. Boyer. He did it. Oh, he did, did it. it. <laughs> See, I knew it. I'm sorry, Jerry. I'm sorry. So this, y'all got to know what happens because Gabe will sit up here and say everybody's name wrong, especially when we off air. And we I tell do. him, don't do that. Don't do it because we're going to be the ones that mess it up. And and look what you did. I got it right. Tell me got it wrong. <laughs> yeah.
Hey, welcome back to Crest Politics. Don't forget, uh, one of the best ways you can help us grow and expand and continue to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus Christ over the public square and every inch of the universe is by becoming a club member. And for a limited time, $25 a month above, you get one of these Fight, Laugh, Feast tumblers that might... Turn your water into wine. We're not sure we about don't know. that. Um, but also a reminder that we're going to know. We're going to be in South Dakota for our Fight Laugh Feast rally, April 29, 30, and May 1. Yep. Go to FLFnetwork.com. Yes. Sign up today to plan to come There's out months. to the rally. It's the freest state in the union. Governor Nome, she knows the Constitution. We're going to be there. <laughs> And we're going to celebrate. Hope and, you can join us. And club members, email me for your discount codes. Yep. I'll uh, contact FightLaughFeast.com. We'll turn them around. Okay. So we left everybody hanging a little bit. From the first for, segment? First segment. Yeah, they we were like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys are just about to get there. And then you start talking to Jerry Boyer. Yes. yes. About his book, which was all fine and, and great. And, and you bought it, right? You already got it on your Amazon. Mm-hmm, yeah. You just click buy now. Okay, great. Um, what was so? But on Epiphany, in answer to the Brahmin prayer... <laughs> <laughs> the the capital went nuts. Yeah. And of course the the a bunch Shaman of, Tumnus shows up. <laughs> and, and, and the, That's a twister. And the temptation the temptation of the right, which is, you know, so we're conservatives and we wanna we wanna have, but the temptation is to say point fingers and say, yeah, but, but. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. Betting a riot. What we're seeing right now oh, in Minneapolis. Is. They okay. are strictly principled anti-fascists, Principle. and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight. All punches are not equal oh. morally. It oh. says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there Obviously. Um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Any reasonable person would say, we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. Oh, oh. is for the looters, man. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite. Oh, and you we're using I don't care that much about statues. Respectfully, shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. What you're oh. seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> Look at the text. Mostly sorry, but oh, mostly peaceful. Some, something that has not never happened before. Ooh, Bible and verse. This is so terrible. And where are we and these savages and all of that? This is how this country was started. People get mad and people get sick of it. People are risking COVID to explain to this country that we're fed up. Most of the major movements in American history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge your present. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically and we should be the first to call it out. I disagree. So they're talking about the Trump rallies that just happened? Right. Well, that's well, that's the thing is everybody, you know, this clip and things like it are being played all over right wing, yeah. you know, conservative yeah. media saying, yeah. you hypocrites. Yep. You hypocrites. If, if, it's, if it's Antifa, if it's Black Lives Matter, yeah. then you, give you guys them this, gave them a pass. You give them this wide berth and say, you know, look at your history, you know, and who says, you know, not all punches are morally equal and all this kind of stuff. And then they say, and, a, and then a bunch of, you know, conservatives 
you know, plow into the Capitol. Right. And a few of them are a little rowdy. A few of them break some stuff. But, you know, they didn't burn anything down. I mean, you know. They, and we saw interviews where they said, they hey, we didn't, yeah. we, yeah. Did, yeah. we didn't burn and, anything down. We didn't burn anything down. And a bunch of conservatives are coming up right. behind and saying, look, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We were a little rowdy, but, you know, we're not that bad. Nothing like Antifa. Exactly. And, yep. and here's the thing. Here's the thing. The devil doesn't fight fair. Right. Okay. He's the he's a liar. He's a father of lies. Yeah. Right. He's a father of hypocrisy. Right. Okay. These people are hypocrites. They absolutely are hip- hypocrites. Yep. And that doesn't give us a right to fight fire with fire. Right. right. We don't act like atheists. We, we <laughs> right. you don't get a pass to say, well, since since they acted that way, I'm going to give them a little bit of taste of their medicine. Right. Yeah, right. No, that's you're you you're joining their side. Right. I mean, that's what they want. They want the chaos. And if you become part of the chaos, then you then you just joined them, even if you have a different flag. And and the thing that and that's a good point. I, I um it took me about five seconds as I was thinking about this, and I was like, you know, and of course there's all this world, like you know, were there some Antifa people there? Probably so. I don't know, but I have no doubt. I I believe that the vast majority of the people that rushed into there were Trump were supporters. supporters. Trump yeah. supporters. Yep. And the reason why I know this, the reason why I have no problem believing that at all. Is because I remember our Psalm Sing protests. That's right. Where you got arrested. That's right. Okay. Mm. What happened? Okay. First of all, we thought the reason why, the, the, where you got arrested, it was three Psalms and out. Right. Yep. That's what we it was. Want, 15 minutes. We wanted a flash Psalm Sing protest. Right. Yeah. And part of the reason for that is we knew, and the pastors discussed this as we were planning it, is we didn't want it to get out of hand. Mobs, mobs, so you guys were mobs can turn no, on a dime. And we didn't, we, right. we didn't, we were not going to be a mob. Interesting. Right. We were going to sing. Psalms yep. together, three psalms in protest before God publicly, and right. go home and eat dinner with our families. No mobbing. Now, now you know you've all heard this story before, but we had no idea there was going to be police officers there. We had no right. idea there was going to be arrests. We were not doing it as a, a political stunt or anything yep, like that. That's right. Three psalms and out. But part of the thinking was we we didn't want to join in any kind of mob, mm. right. and we didn't even want to look like sort of mm. we think we move things by, by being mobs. here. But, you know, yeah. our protests, big signs and, and big crowds. Right. Mm-hmm. No, we believe that God moves things for us. Yeah. And we wanted to we want so we wanted it to be distinct already, even before we knew there was going to be any kind of major pushback. Right, right, right. right. We show up, of course, there's a line of cops. Yeah. They you know, we think that maybe they're just gonna cite people and then all of a sudden Gabe's in cuffs. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sean and, and Rachel and yeah, yeah and, and Sean and Rachel and so on. Okay. Well, right away it blows up right. and everyone and their redneck Uncle yep. wants to join with good intentions. Yep. With good intentions, they see injustice. They say it's wrong, and they want to come. They were mad. And then we started spending a lot of time mm-hmm. on the phone and on the email and on the Facebooks and all the rest of it, saying, "Please don't come." Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you, you, and so you don't know what we're about. You, right. And, and so, and we, this was on Saturday. We were actually planning a second follow up Psalm Sing Friday night. Right. So, so I got arrested on Wednesday. So we planned a second Psalm Sing on Friday night. And then there was a third protest, which is the one well, that we were concerned about. But all about day Thursday, on Friday, all day Thursday and Friday morning, though we were we oh, were yeah. very very concerned about yep. the people who were being attracted to what had happened. Let That's me tell right. you something. This part of the carpet over here in our office wore down about two inches because of Gabe's pacing yeah. on the phone. Yeah. I watched this. He's yep. doing the interviews on Fox, yep. Lauren Ingram, and yep. all the rest of it. Yep. But yep. he's also talking to people who are saying, "Hey, we're going to be there, and we're bringing we're, all our guns. We're here right. to support you. We're going to have yeah. and the very kinds of people who might have stormed, you know, right. our city hall or whatever, right. which is what we were not interested in. And even the people that end up coming, and we had a massive crowd. I mean, we probably doubled the crowd. Yep. Maybe triple." 
tripled it on Friday afternoon, Friday right. evening. Right. But again, we intentionally planned it for 15 minutes. I think we maybe it was three songs or four songs, and, 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 and we were out, and we were telling people that were coming in, hey, we're only going to be there for 15 minutes. Yep. And, so if you want to drive four hours, I mean, I mean there were still you're welcome. People, there were but. still people, God bless yep. them, who drove in from yep. miles and miles away, and they sang with us. But if you think the action is in this sort of physical Mm. realm of, mm. of the punch mm. of the the physical presence preach, preach you don't understand That's what right. we were doing That's right. Mm. yes we, we do show up we are there we have bodies, bodies. we have and hands and we right. have hands yep. and we sung right. but the action is with God Right. The action is with the Psalms. The action is with the prayer. The action is there. And right. so that's why we can do it in 15 minutes and go home and eat dinner with our families because we've got other things that are really important to do. I just want to testify to that for a second because that's part of what happened. The first Psalm sing when I was there, for me, I had that reaction of my boys getting arrested. Yeah, and he's sitting up here singing some. My people are about to, and and I'm like, I'm going to stop this. I'm I, in the recording. I haven't. I'm, I need to delete it. <laughs> in the recording, I'm not. I'm talking to myself, saying, yeah, David, you, you need to walk away right now yeah. because it, I'm praising God for that. Because when I think about it now. I believe God is. Our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the yeah. pulling down of strongholds, yep. casting down the And I wanted to act carnally right. because of what I see as being injustice. But the carnal fights not as strong. That, it's not. Paul, Mighty. That's what Paul is saying. Our weapons are mighty. Yeah. Okay. What what these people do and the games they play and the hypocrisy they have, and it's right. full of hypocrisy. Yeah. We're not yeah. denying right. that at yeah. all. They're full of lies. Well, and calling them out on the hypocrisy doesn't really work either. No, they don't care. But it never they did don't. because yeah. they don't care. That's right? right. And there's no standard. There's right. no objectivity. Back to what Boyer said. There's yeah. no objectivity. Yeah. But we have objectivity. We have truth. We know God. Right. We right. have his word. And so that's the reason why we can't just camp out here and say, but they're a bunch of hypocrites, and sometimes punch back. Right. What right. you're that's doing right. is you're, you're actually giving away your mighty weapons. Right. You're, 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 you're settling for a stick right. when God gives you a tank. Right. Come on. Now. Every right. time my kids go to school, I take them to school, I say, honor God, and they repeat back to me, uh, uh, honor your teacher, love your neighbor, be a good Shannon, have yeah. lots of fun. Yeah. Right? right. And, and yeah. I leave them with that every time we go yeah. to school. And I want them to know, because this happens sometimes when I go out with my kids and they see their cousins or somebody else, like, Dad, why can't we? What about? Th-? They see their sin. They see what's going on. And I want to remind them constantly you are a Shannon you have been baptized under the blood of Jesus this is another reason your kids why you baptize them because you're expecting them to act like Christians in every situation and that's what you're disciplining them for when they don't act like Christians so you don't get to do that you don't get to be that way you don't get to support that you have been washing the blood of Jesus and you need to act like the covenant in which you are under and so right now the same thing needs to be said about us on this when we're seeing this you are a Christian (laughs) you are under the blood of Jesus you aren't a Republican you don't get to act like First and foremost, a Trump supporter. That's or right. And I have no doubt that there were many, many strong, faithful Christians who were out there on the mall, yeah. Yeah. who were just there. Marcus was there. Being, Jeff was there. Yeah, There's being a lot peaceful, of good yeah. and, and they understand this. Right. And, right. and they were not part of that mob. They right. were not being violent or unruly, and they're not crazy, and they understand the distinction between Jesus as their Savior yeah. and, and Trump as you know maybe lost an election unjustly or whatever. Um, but but that's the thing that we need to make sure that we hold strong. It, we were talking about this yesterday, Knox, yeah. and and preparing for the show. And and you you brought up the example of the prodigal son, the yeah, parable right. of the prodigal son, yeah. which I, I I thought was really apropos. And, and the reason I brought it up is because I'm, what you just said about Christians that were there at the Trump rally. I know of Christians who I disagree with that are still at Black Lives Matter rallies. Yeah, yeah. 
I know them. Same. I, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and I think that... We, like, and, and, and we covered, at least I think I did in the news briefs and you stuff. Did. But, but there was, um, you know, there were faithful, godly pastors who had rallies, mm-hmm. and they prayed to God, and they sang, sang psalms and hymns, yep. and asked God to, to heal their city. Yeah. Praise God for that. Yeah. 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 We, we have no problem with that. We're, and, and asking for justice and so on the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. Amen. Praise God for that. Um, and so we want to make sure people know that. But here's the thing. At the same time... Um, if you, if you say, well, you know, but they're way worse, they, you know, they right. burned down the cities, right. Right. you know, they were stealing televisions yeah. and everything else. And all we stole was a lousy podium. Yeah. You know? yeah. I've been yeah. here the whole time. He goes and blurs out and burns out all his money and right. you cutting the fatty calf and, for him. And, yeah, and yeah. who, wait, so follow closely. Yeah. I mean, and you can really run it both ways if you, you want. I mean, you, left, you, left yeah. and right. You, you know, could, yeah. really could. You really can. But, but you everybody know, fits the shoe. Most <laughs> of our audience, we know where you are. You lean, you lean conservative and, and you, and you think, Look at those lefties. Look at BLM. Yep. Look at That's Antifa. Right. Look at them blowing dad's money yep. with the whores and the prostitutes. And they're wrong. Yep. And they're wrong. And Jesus might say to you, there's a better chance of them coming into the kingdom. Yeah. Right? Better chance of them coming into the kingdom. And this show's done. Because they got, <laughs> they got nothing. Yeah. But you can sit there in your pride yep. and think, but at least I'm not that bad. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 right. You know, I, I, I talk to my wife ugly. I yell at my oh. kids. Yeah. I, I stay up all night worrying about all of this stuff because, you know, I'm, and I'm chasing conspiracy theories on the Internet right. and whatever. And you say, oh, but maybe some of it's true. I, yeah, whatever. And you are disobeying God. And right. here's the thing. They have double standards, which is wicked and evil. Okay. Yep. But <laughs> do you? Mm. And, and secondarily, you are held to a higher standard. That's right. You're a child of God. That's right. Yep. You, Amen. you don't have a right to throw away the Ten Commandments. That's right. Right. You don't have a right to trample on the blood of Christ by which you were sanctified mm-hmm. because they stole an election, so, you know, because they lied, because they were wicked, what, whatever. I, you, know, you can be that older brother, and yeah. you're the one left out of the party. That's right. I, I, I have a butt here. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. This is not me not agreeing with you. But, uh, you know, the other side of me is saying, okay, uh, that, that group out there that was listening to Trump's speech, you know, they, they believe the election was taken from them. They believe the election was stolen. They believe in, you know, all the, the Pennsylvania problems and Georgia problems, all that stuff. And then um, Which are on valid. top of that. Which are valid. What, they're, there's some validity. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really believe, like Jerry pointed out on the show, I really believe Pennsylvania had real problems. And, yeah. and the Supreme yeah. Court of Pennsylvania was radical Democrats and didn't didn't allow anything yeah. to go anywhere. Um, and, and then on top of this, the conservatives like feel like their butts have been kicked. They don't have the House. They lost the Senate. They lost the executive branch and the presidency. He's <laughs> uh, never going to let that die. <laughs> sorry, Did you say man. executive branch? <laughs> And and so they're feeling like they've just had everything stolen from them, taken from them. Yep. They did they, lose some, but it might not everything been stolen. And, <laughs> and, and then they go to this rally and and things go south. I mean, they have some QA on people there. They have uh, you know shame on tumness there, and you know so they have some really radical people that are part of this group. And and then Trump a number of times in his speech said. Uh, Mr. Pre- Vice President Pence, he can solve this problem. He yeah. can solve this problem. Don't be a coward. Yeah. Don't be a coward. If he's really courageous, yeah. if you're really bold. And he couldn't. He has no... Where'd my constitution oh. go? Yeah, exactly. It's gone. And then he says, hey, we're going to march down to the Capitol after this because they need to be reminded that there's people outside right. you know, right. that, blah, are, blah, blah, that, that are not happy with what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the question I've um, kind of been tossing around is, is, is Trump... Trump is reckless. We know that. Trump is reckless for good and for bad. 
like he's done some great things recklessly, and we're like, yeah, I'm glad he kind of took the wrecking ball over there and <laughs> broken clock, exactly all that <laughs> stuff, right? Uh, and and then he has this speech where he kind of encourages people to go. And, and so the question I have is, we had what uh, three deaths directly connected to um, the storming, the storming the capital. Capital. We had one one gal got shot. Uh, one officer got hit apparently with a, a uh, fire, fire hydrant, fire extinguisher, and then we had another <laughs> fire, 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 fire hydrant. hydrant. <laughs> they pulled that fire hydrant out. It was they just incredible. baptized yeah. everybody. <laughs> Waterboarding the whole capital. And then apparently a lady got trampled on. So right. um, three direct deaths. Um, there to were a couple it. other deaths in the crowd, but they were, they were heart attack. They was not related, related. Not, not related to the to the violence. So is Trump responsible um, for the mob and doing what they did? And and. As a lot of conservatives and, of course, Nancy Pelosi and all these leftists, they're all they're calling for his impeachment. Okay. So, if he's responsible for what right. happened, right. should he step down now? So, f- first of all, here's the thing: the temptation is is because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are calling for it, yeah, exactly. the, and the Never Trumpers are calling for it, and and they have kind of like the wind blowing they against their back, the right? They the, have the moment. The temptation, though, for conservatives is just to say, just to react. Yes. No. 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 You right. always hate him. You tried right. to impeach him before. Whatever. Right. Whatever. Right. Um, and and I don't know, you know, Twenty Fifth Amendment. That's a sort of a different question, you know, in terms of like mental capability and all that kind all of right. thing. But to your question, so I think we sh- the point being is we need to answer the question as much as possible as Christians. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares what Russell Moore is saying? Right. Who? Who? I hope no one who, is Russell Moore a Christian. <laughs> is that what you, are you saying? <laughs> who, who cares? Who, who cares what anybody says? What does right. God say? Right. And what's the situation now? Um, I. I do think that Trump is responsible for what happened. Right. Um, I, I mean, again, can, can, I, I, can I say why? But this is why, though, because when you guys were you guys, you guys are thinking biblically about elders. You guys are thinking biblically about your responsibility to your people. And you guys are thinking about if we decide to have some sort of psalm saying, what are we? Are we responsible? Yeah, exactly. For exactly. So what I'm thinking is, is if I'm the leader. Yes. Of the rally. Yeah. Yes. If I call for the psalm saying. And some of my people, or maybe people who mixed in with my people, right, uh-huh. tr- go in and you know uh, bomb rush the cops and yep. and trample them or whatever. Um, I'm responsible for that event. Yeah, right, right. right and right. I'm gonna, t- I would take responsibility yeah. for that. Yeah, but I, I think one of the ways you would have is you would have been there with the cops telling say, everybody. Stop. Yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly uh, what I told my Trump, son. We straight mobbing. Trump should have <laughs> right. came right out there and be like, yeah. everybody stop. Yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. No, and the fact that it took him a couple of hours to send out a tweet that really says said. honor the law enforcement, and then yeah. later he gets a, a video out, which is yeah. sort of you know condemning it. With faint praise, or I don't know what yeah, you're yeah. praising it with faint dams, or whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's sort of like you know, we, I know you all are right, and you're really hurt, but you need to go home peacefully. And of course, yeah. then Twitter you know cuts it off and deletes it, and you know, there's all kinds. At of least they've been consistent. <laughs> craziness mm-hmm. there, but it takes him you know 48 hours, or I don't know, I don't know, 36 hours or something before he finally comes out and says anybody who breaks the law should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Yeah, right. Why, why, yeah, why did he not go there right away? Yep. He said he was going with He said him. he sent the National Guardian. That's what he said. He said? I don't know who's, I don't, who's in control of that one. But, but, I, th- but I think he does, is responsible. Now, the question, of course, is so what does he do with that responsibility? Right. And I think a lot depends probably on what he knew, how much he knew. Can I, and, and, and I think, you know, because options are he knew exactly what they were going to do and he was cool with it. Yeah. He knew exactly he, – he, he, Thought they were going to do it, and he didn't care. Yeah. Or he didn't know. He had no idea. And he was frustrated and saying what he was saying. And, and he was just frustrated, yeah. And, yeah. in which case, I mean, it, I, th- I think that does matter in terms of culpability. Yeah. yeah um, no, no, th- I, th- I think I'm agreeing with you. I, I, 
I'm, I'm going to sideways defend Trump and then smack us all in the face. So give me a second. Black guy's going to defend okay, Trump. Let's do it. Um, Ready? Yeah. Uh, so Trump, if, if you're going to hold Trump responsible, and I think you should in some sense in what he, what he did, but you also have to hold responsible Maxine Waters, mm, yeah. who also said, when you see your representative out there, if you've seen anybody from that cabinet out there, you don't let them eat. Yep, in the oh, restaurant. Like, like they're in the and restaurant. encourage yeah. people to mob like attitude justice on these. And, and there's and video evidence of that with like Ted Cruz and, and all Ron Paul. Sorts of so people. Yep. There's a but whole nother supercut. Go ahead. You you want to finish it or you want me to? Well, this is going to go on for a minute. Go ahead. I'll take the hit real quick though. I'm just I'm just saying. I I, I think we we again we don't want to be. We can point out the hypocrisy. That's where I'm about to go. Let, let me finish. But we got to hold a, a line. You can rebuke me in a second. Okay, Pastor. all right, so, right, right. So, so that's the so. There's a supercut of all sorts of Democratic representatives in yeah. one way or another inciting people to uh, what's uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Make sure you bail out those people from Antifa. Yep. Oh, and bail them out of bail them out. Jail. Who, who, yep. out so mm-hmm. There's there's a list of 28 things I think, from National Review where they go through and show all of the other side inciting. Uh, or was that the the Federalist? The, oh, the I'm sorry, the Federalist. Yeah. Thank you. The National uh, Review uh, probably uh, wouldn't uh, touch that, that one. Right, I don't know. Right. So the fe- and so and so, so yes. You, they, but so then if you're going to get hit Trump there, let's go ahead and hit them. But I want to take it back a little further. Let's hit our pastors who don't take the responsibility for their families not acting like Christians and who we've allowed to stay in the pulpit. Oh, sure. Uh, Let's also hit the fact that um, while we are so quick to want to push against the social justice movement and Black Lives Matters, but we haven't nearly seen the same amount of push from those Christians who have had their kids in government schools. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So if how, gonna, well, how many people in that so, crowd wait, wait, had wait, all their kids in government school? So, so, so long <laughs> you know? as we're going to start hitting Trump like this, right. let that hit hit a domino effect right. all yeah. the way down yeah. the other side. Because That's, if we're going to clean house and we're going to act like Christians, right. we're going to act like we're righteous all of a sudden, let righteousness clean the whole house. Amen. Because Amen. everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. needs some of this ho- yeah. Holy Ghost if, on them right if, now. If you want righteousness. And we do. Righteousness is a sword that cuts every which way. That's, That's right. right. You can't mm. hold that sword. Yep. Right. That that sword is wielded by Jesus alone. That's yep. right. And it cuts everywhere. And so, and the point you're making it's very good. It's very good. It, and is that is that if you're gonna if you're gonna say here's the standard, you know, don't incite people. You're responsible. Yeah. What we're yeah. talking about is covenant. Co- that's exactly right. Yeah. We're talking Absolutely. about covenant right yeah. now. Okay. We're saying, do you have responsibility? We're not saying is he guilty right. of shooting the woman. Right. We're not no, saying is no. he guilty no. of trampling something. No, Who's he's responsible. Not, no, but is he responsible? Okay, that's a covenant category. That's a father is responsible for his family. A husband is responsible right. for his wife. Right. Yeah. Um, a leader is responsible for his leadership. And pastors are responsible yep. for their people. Yep. And so the point is, is that yes, if if he's if we're gonna pull that card out, and I'm willing to do it, let's play that card. Then then it's gonna cut a whole bunch of people in that crowd. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you, you're raising. It's going to impeach a whole bunch of people in that crowd. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And so if you're going to say he needs to step down, okay, yeah. how many pastors need to step down? Right. Because your kids are, hate Jesus. Right. Because oh. your kids, because you're rebellious. Yeah. How, how many, how many um, husbands need to, need to step down in the sense at least they need to, they need to get on their knees and yeah. they repent and say, this family situation is my fault. Yep. That's right. I created this mess. Yep. Um, I'm responsible for this mess. Yeah, but yep. your only options are, Taking responsibility like Jesus or blaming other people like Adam. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the right? thing. Yeah, yep. that's, this that's woman right, you gave me is yep. a serpent to talk to me. Right. Am I my, my brother's keeper? Yeah. Okay. And Antifa was there and they opened the door for me and yeah. I came walking in. <laughs> yeah. Antifa's fault. Yeah. 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 Whatever. So, but again, yeah. it's a stark line. Are you going to be among the hypocrites? Who, who, no responsibility, right. no truth. Yeah. Everything's relative. Oh. Everything's lies. Yeah. Or are you going to be, are you going to stand with Christ? 
where there's objectivity. Yeah. But that objectivity means it's going to cut you. Yeah. It's going to say, what did you do? That's right. Which way do you want it? And I I don't want to run the other way. The reason that we have this sort of negligence from our leaders who are not being responsible is because we've been running it up the other way. It hasn't been flowing down. It hasn't been flowing. But this is why hypocrisy doesn't work. It never works. Right? Because we're sitting here saying, hey, look at the other side. Look at the other side. And we do not want to apply that look to the other side to ourselves. Right. And that's why the the Democrats are doing what they're doing. Jesus says, with the judgment you judge. That's right. It will be judged back to you. The right. measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Yeah. Um, th- but fund- the, the, the reason we're afraid of this, why husbands won't repent, fathers won't repent, pastors won't repent, is because they're afraid they're going to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's exactly they're, right. They're going to lose that's their exactly. faith. They're going to lose face. That's exactly they're, right. They're going to lose standing. Their they're money, gonna lose. But whatever. Th- but what yeah. this tells you is they are fighting carnally. That's right. right. That's right. And this is why the church keeps losing. Yep. Right. God says, here are mighty weapons. And we say, no, we'd rather use the other guy's weapons. Yep. Yep. We would, we, and even when they're preaching the gospel, you can tell because if they don't repent of their sin, if they don't, aren't willing to step down because their children are out of order, because right. their children aren't believers, they're not willing to repent to their wives, then you know, no, even though you're preaching Jesus, yep. you're living carnally. That's right. right. You, you think, you, you say one thing, but you do another. You think the weapons are actually carnal. Yeah. Pastor Doug gave a great State of the Church address. He does this um, every year. Every year, right? End of December, early favorite, January. Yeah. State of the Church address, 2021. Um, this last uh, Sunday, right. uh, a week ago, now right. that you're, you're watching this, um, where he laid out the weapons of our warfare. It's not... Only these weapons, but there were twelve of them. There were twelve. Yeah, we can't bring all twelve to you, but we can bring a couple. But yeah. we we wanted to we wanted to share this with you and 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 encourage you, and then also encourage you to go watch the whole sermon. Um, but he called us to pull out. You know, he, he pointed out that Americans have been stocking up on weapons, yeah. on yeah. ammo, and guns, guns, and all. And this he stuff. says, okay, but while you're doing that, because yeah. <laughs> some of that's off the shelf, you can't get guns or you, some of the you, you ammo need, anymore. You, you got you need to stock up on these spiritual weapons, which are stronger. They're right. mighty. Right. Hebrews 12, 28, wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve, and the word there should, could be rendered worship, whereby we may worship God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. This is the central thing. We assemble week after week. We want to worship God, and we want to do so reverently, and we want to do so with godly fear. There is such a thing as unacceptable worship, and there's such a thing as acceptable worship. We want to come into the presence of God and worship him acceptably. You, do, you need to be making a priority on worship. God summons us to appear before him to renew covenant every first day of the week. That's the day the Lord Jesus rose from the dead. And we are reminding ourselves and we're reminding the world that we are serving another king, the king, the Lord Jesus. And so consequently, worship is absolutely essential. It's the most important thing you do. It's the most important thing you do all week. Everything else that you do that has a great deal of importance should flow out of the fact that you've appeared before God and you have worshiped him. I thought voting was the most important thing you do. We, and what what do we give up the most this past year, 2020? Worship. What did we give yeah, up the yeah, absolute? Yeah. We had Christians fighting with each other on whether or not we should worship. I, I, I don't want to be, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and I want to be clear that in terms of looking out at that crowd, so we, you know, I'm, we're, we're, we're kind of pushing, yeah. pushing back a little bit here. Yeah. I want people to know that I, I think that Jesus looks on this crowd with deep compassion. Mm. I look on this crowd with deep compassion. The crowd that was there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I believe many of them are Christians that are sheep without shepherds. Mm-hmm. A bunch right. of them have shepherds 
um, that are addicted to porn, and right. a bunch of them have shepherds that are that have their kids are disobedient and right. rebellious and are not qualified for office, and a bunch of them are led into worship services that are like circus games. Yeah, youth, you know, youth pastors on unicycles and juggling ball and just games. Yep. Right, what passes for worship in our country is a sad, sad state. Right, mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. and so I have deep compassion for them. One of the things that I I noticed right after um, our second psalm sing, we had the big crowd again. Yep. There were yep. there were the drummers, yep. but no police. Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, you know, we had a bunch of people show up, and they sang with us. We sang four songs, and they went home. Well, a bunch of other people who couldn't make it for Friday tried to show up on Saturday, and God bless them, but it was a sad. Little party, mm-hmm. and there, you know, there a bunch of them are Christians, and I, I walked down and I was there for a little bit and wanted to encourage them and thank them for being there and so on. Um, but the thing that struck out, stuck out in my mind, was when we gathered and and those who gathered with us and we sang psalms together. Right, there was a kind of dignity and authority and boldness that I believe flows directly from how we worship. Right, we gathered together, and it's not we don't wing it. That's right. Pastor was just talking about acceptable worship. Yeah. Christians yeah. think acceptable worship is whatever feels good. Right. That is wrong. You've been lied to. Right. Okay. That's not acceptable worship. Acceptable worship is in faith to God, but it's in obedience to God. Right. Yeah. And that obedience includes, Paul says he rejoices to see the Corinthians regimentation. Mm-hmm. If we're an army, what army gets together and says, I'll just do whatever feels good. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If that's how your worship is, you're not an army. Right. You're not ready to fight. Worship is supposed to be ordered. Right. You sh- it should be planned. Why? Because we're an army. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when that army gathers, it's either going to hold ranks and it's going to be orderly and it's going to be effective or else it's going to break scatter. ranks. And you're going to scatter, which is exactly right. what happened. Right. Now, when I look at what happens last, last Wednesday. I say that's a direct result of Christians neglecting Acceptable worship. That's yeah. right. And you we can say that about all of these different forms of, of riots yes. And, yes. And, and people who have been mixed exactly. in with them. That, that is exactly right. Exactly. And, and, you know, one of the things, too, is that you can't forget God has told – if you read the Old Testament at all, God didn't just stop all of a sudden telling us how he wanted us to come to him. No. <laughs> No, and we I mean, forgot there's, that there's a, a book called why. Leviticus. There's a reason why God yeah. spent so much time saying, here, this Acceptable is how I want you to worship, worship me, yeah. and we need to learn from that. Yeah. Psalm 22.3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the, pra- the praises of Israel. Our God, the God we worship, inhabits our praises. He inhabits our praises. All the psalms that we have are the arsenal and the hymnal of God. The psalms that we sing are, are songs that God wrote and gave, it, gave to us to sing, and he inhabits them as we offer them up to him. We are going into battle, and the battle requires a soundtrack. Make the psalms the soundtrack of your warfare. This means learning them. Get the app. Join the choir. The psalms will be the vocabulary of the real resistance. In over 2,000 years of church history, the Psalms have been the vocabulary of the church's resistance to every form of tyranny. They're God's songbook, and everything is addressed in the Psalter. You're going to find yourself singing things. uh, If you've got a pop evangelical background and you start learning the Psalms, you're going to find yourself singing things you never sang before in your life. And you're going to realize <laughs> in hard true. times how fitting these psalms are. What what I don't this to me like seems so simple. 
Like, why are churches not singing the Psalms in worship? You know, I am. I, um, uh, I mean, I, I was at churches in Texas, New Mexico, and all the states I lived: uh, California, Oregon, Colorado, and now Idaho. And um, only one church besides our church can I remember Psalms actually being sung um, on a. And the other one was kind of like semi regular basis, wasn't even that frequent. Yeah. And this would be such a no brainer to take God's music, God's words, and and sing them. And I, uh, one of the litmus tests is I think everyone should have this as, as their litmus test is if if you walk into a church and you can't sing, you know, Psalm one thirty seven, which ends with you know David asking God to crush his enemies' babies on rocks. That's tough. But if you can't, if you walk into these churches and you can't sing one of God's psalms in this church, and you know, hey, if we if we pulled this out and sang it in this church, everyone would freak out. <laughs> well, Gabe, if you, if you, run away. Right, you know, get out of that church, you know, and when's the last time, and, and even think about your own your own church, your own situation right now, you know, when's the last time you sang a psalm in your own church? Well, I mean, we it most churches consider it a hard thing. Most even Reformed conservative churches consider it a hard thing just to have communion every week. Yeah. No, once a quarter. Asking, once a quarter. Once a quarter is the yeah. best you get for most of them because yeah. it's such a hard and, and so like you're asking about songs. We can't even get we can't even get yeah. communion right. every week. Right. 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 You know, and so like well, I'm just saying psalms, psalms like yeah. like God Communion's I, a I sacrament. Agree, I agree. Bro. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> Baptism okay. and communion. We it's can't equivalent. Get, I'll let you got, have so, that. So we, but, but you know what? It's funny. Uh, the app that he was talking about, I want to make sure everybody knows it's called oh, yeah. Sing Your Part. Yeah. Sing Your Part. Sing Your yeah. Part. I think, you it's, get, I think it's only available for, for Apple right now. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah, only yeah. available uh-huh. for Apple, so but it's so it's worth it. Get an Apple phone. <laughs> is that a, they're gonna pay us for that? <laughs> get it. I'm gonna tell you something. Sing this, your part. The, the the power of this is I can't tell you just how much this has impacted our home and impacted my life, the way I think, everything. Singing Psalms, it's not my brand and style. I am completely opposed to it. <laughs> uh, I fight it, and yet it has been more of a blessing to me than I have had for yeah. it. Yeah. And and so because of that, it has been like, you will like it, you will love yeah. it, yeah. and I have. I've been, I've been yeah. get, growing to it, but, but it's, it's a must. It is an absolute must for a Christian life at your table before you eat dinner. Learn a psalm. It's like, it's, it's like you never ate steak before. That's yeah. right. Or, or you never ate some, you just, you know, something that's sort of delicacy, rich yeah. and delicate. And, and it's, it's like, and your taste buds are not used to it. You're used to hot dogs. You're used to, you know, cheeseburgers. It's work. That's why we don't do it. And, it's hard and, work. And it's hard work. But what you find is that as you chew on that, mm-hmm. as you sing it and you let it get into your bones, you know, the third time you're still like, I don't know about yeah, this. Yeah. But, but, you know, you, you know, 15 times, 20 times, and all of a sudden, it starts working on you in a way that you just don't even understand. It, it's giving you ballast. Yeah. It's giving you depth. It's giving you backbone. I think, I think one of the reasons why people have a hard time chewing it is because um, you know, let's it's a it's a whole psalm that you have to digest. Mm-hmm. We're used to digesting, you know, one verse yeah. in, a, in a maybe. So if you do sing psalms in your church, it's like one verse. It's one verse over and over again, fifteen times. Yeah, or whatever. And it's and it's cherry picking the text all the way through, and all the fun words, good words, and joy, peace, happiness, and yeah. you know, uh, 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 one day in a thousand is a thousand elsewhere. You know, whatever. Um, and it's because you have to chew the whole psalm. That's hard. Because there's some serious things that the Psalms are trying to communicate to us. Right. And then they get in our bones, and we start singing through that, and we start chewing it. And all of a sudden, you actually start thinking more like God than, than, than like right. yourself, right? It's yeah. because the Psalms are actually and again, changing the, the way you think. And the question comes back, though, do you trust God or not? Yeah. Is, is, are his weapons more mighty yeah. than yours That's right. or not? That's right. Or do you, you think signing a petition is more important? Yeah, you can sing a song and have a worship experience. 
But, you know, if you don't vote, if you don't sign mm-hmm. the petition, if you don't do this political action thing, you're not really fighting. No, no. Right. No. Yeah, I think you should vote. I think, you know, if it's a good petition, sign the petition, whatever. But the most important thing you do is worship. Right. And you sing the Psalms with your family. Um, that's the, You want the whole sword. Yep. Yeah, that's right. It's an arsenal. It's a weapon. You want right. the whole thing. You don't want just little bits and pieces of it. Um, you know, that you want the whole thing. Right. Then he said in Nehemiah 8.10, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now in Nehemiah, they had a lot of work to do. They had a lot of enemies. They had a lot of enemies outside the city. They had a lot lot of work to do on the walls. Everything was in disarray. Nehemiah was up against it worse than we are. And he told them, Eat the fat, drink Mm. the sweet, rejoice. Why? Why should you rejoice? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Remember, Paul says that our weapons, our non-carnal weapons, are mighty. The thing that's mighty in this is joy. Mm. Our weapons are not carnal, but being joyful are mighty. We are to fight, but not like thugs and churls. We are to fight, but know that, that if this is the case, it is a fight we were born for. Mm. So you remember when we um, uh, fight we were born for the fight we were born for. You, you remember um, back in uh, when the whole Democratic Party race started happening. What do we call it? Uh, Hunger Games twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. When that all started going down, and we had the burrito of socialism. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is the burrito of reformation. You have <laughs> you have worship and you have psalms, and it's all wrapped up with joy. Yeah, that's right? right. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Um, right. I, I do want to plug our our magazine that's actually coming out. Uh, you can go sign up for our magazine. The first um, uh, subscription, the first magazine that's going to be sent to your door on March 1st is actually the, the, the theme is the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm, we need Feasting. that right yeah. now. Feasting. Feasting. The joy yeah. is our strength. Send gifts. Yeah. Rejoice around your tables. Yeah. Why? Because Jesus is king. Yeah. Those, those are, that's our weapon. That's right. It's yeah. joy in the Lord. And that's that's the thing we need. Yeah. And, and the foundation of that is knowing that your sins are forgiven. Amen. And you know your sins are forgiven because you've confessed them. You've confessed them to God. You confessed them to your wife, to your kids, to your employer, to your mom, to your dad. That's right. And then you can have joy. And then you have joy. And now you can fight. I got to tell you guys, I love this show. Uh, I needed the show. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah. I need the show. I feel like it took me we days to process. This. We've yeah, been talking no, we, about this for days. Uh, yeah, but I, I yeah, because right. I, I don't want us to get lost about what the most important thing is. All yeah. authority in heaven has been given to Jesus Christ. Right. Go make disciples, baptize yeah. and teach them to obey everything that Christ has commanded. And we don't want to lose sight of that in the middle of That's this. Right. And, and, so, all, and there's all these Christians in this land who don't have shepherds, yeah. who need shepherds. That's right. And That's they need right. friends, even, yeah. if they don't, even if you're not their shepherd, pointing them the way. Hey, let's sing the Psalms. That's right. Take responsibility. Be a man. Confess your sins. Lead your wife and Amen. your kids. Mm. Amen. Find a community that worships God so you can be in the regiment. You can be in the army right. yeah. because there is a fight that right. needs to be yeah. fought. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them until Wednesday. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Hey, go fight, laugh, Amen. and feast. This is Cross College. We'll see you in Rapid City. Mm. Have you downloaded the app yet? You should. Get all kinds of good stuff on there. 2020. God exposed America with a bunch of viral particles, a plague. God flicked and we buckled. Our political leaders shut down their states in fear. Our pastors abdicated the church as non-essential. And we have been scattered by petty, tyrannical resolutions and edicts into our homes or hiding our shame with masks. Businesses have been shut down by arbitrary non-essential labels. Strip clubs, pot shops, and abortion facilities remained open. 
while churches were threatened, regulated, and fined. First Amendment rights were trampled on as we Christians were arrested by despotic, unprincipled local governments. Citizens were harassed by unelected health districts, and communities were threatened in their houses by cops. This sounds like a third world country, a bad dream, but it is not. It is the new America. This America is ruled by fear. This America is ruled by opportunistic politicians who don't give a damn about you. This America breeds a compliant citizenry that cares more about their strip clubs and DoorDash deliveries, that cares more about their safety and their comforts, than the truth that Jesus is King of Kings and that our freedoms are protected by the Constitution. This America is worse than King George III's America. It's time to take a stand, but to stand requires courage, and courage requires repentance. What we need is reformation and revival in our churches, in our families, in our communities, in our businesses, and in our government. Every square inch needs the blood of Jesus. We need to cease this moment where all our sins, fears, and failures have been exposed by God through this plague and gather to sing psalms, to feast, and to get strengthened, to be encouraged, and equipped to lead America back to Jesus, who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Governor after governor instituted some sort of shutdown, ignoring your constitutional rights. There was one governor, one state, that did not buckle and join the crowd of governors driven by fear. Governor Christine Nome has stood strong through this pandemic. And so we are bringing our first annual Fight, Laugh, Feast rally to Rapid City, South Dakota, April 29th through May 1st. Join us in the land of the free and the home of the brave as we learn to love God, sing songs, and defy tyrants.